The Biden administration will invoke the Defense Production Act to manufacture more drugs in the United States amid an ongoing shortage. The FTC announces it will investigate the safety of CAR-T therapies, and federal lawmakers introduce a bill that would ban fees for electronic health care payments. It's Friday, December 1st. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Biden administration is looking to boost the domestic production of drugs and strengthen the nation's supply chains amid an ongoing shortage. This week, it unveiled nearly 30 new actions meant to safeguard production networks across all industries, including energy and defense. The White House also announced that it will invoke the Defense Production Act to produce more medicine in the United States in an effort to prevent future drug shortages. The Department of Health and Human Services will also invest $35 million to bolster domestic production of key starting materials for sterile injectables, which are frequently in short supply for hospitals. There are currently more than 120 drug shortages listed by the Food and Drug Administration on its online database, including antibiotics like penicillin and amoxicillin, as well as certain chemotherapy drugs and stimulants like Adderall. This is not the first time a presidential administration has relied on the Defense Production Act for medical purposes. Both the Trump and Biden administrations invoked the DPA during the COVID-19 pandemic pandemic to procure personal protective equipment as well as spur vaccine production and expand access to at-home COVID tests. As part of the newly announced plan, HHS will also designate a new supply chain resilience and shortage coordinator to strengthen the resilience of the medical product and critical food supply chains, as well as address related shortages. Drug shortages have plagued the healthcare industry for years, but this year more lawmakers and military officials began flagging them as a threat to national security. In March, members of the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs released a report that said the ongoing shortages have led to medication errors, treatment delays, and in some cases, healthcare providers having to ration treatments. The Food and Drug Administration is investigating whether or not potentially life-saving immunotherapies used to treat cancer can increase a patient's risk of developing secondary cancers. The agency announced Tuesday that it has received reports of T-cell malignancies, including lymphomas and leukemias, in some patients after they receive chimeric antigen receptor T-cell therapies, better known as CAR-T. CAR-T works by reprogramming and reintroducing a patient's immune cells, a white blood cell known as a T-cell, to attack their cancer cells. Since 2017, the FDA has approved six CAR-T immunotherapies and will be investigating all of them, including Novartis's Chemraya, the first CAR-T therapy approved by the agency, as well as Gilead's Tocardis and Yescarta, and Bristol-Myers Squibb's Brianzi. The initial approval of 
of these drugs included requiring drug makers to conduct observational studies to assess their long-term safety over a 15-year period. However, the FDA noted in its announcement that the risk of secondary malignancies is already included as a class warning in the prescribing information. The FDA said in a statement that although the overall benefits of CAR-T therapies outweigh the potential risks for their approved uses, it will still need to investigate T-cell malignancies for serious outcomes, including hospitalization and death. It is also evaluating the need for regulatory action. A new bill introduced by a bipartisan group of congressional lawmakers would ban fees for electronic health care payments. If passed, it would potentially save hospitals and providers millions of dollars. The bill is known as the No Fees for EFTs Act. EFT stands for Electronic Funds Transfer. It was introduced on Tuesday by Representative Greg Murphy, a North Carolina Republican who is also a urologist. It would outlaw payers from tacking on fees for providers to be reimbursed electronically. Co-sponsors include Republican Representative Morgan Griffith of Virginia and Democratic Representative Derek Kilmer of Washington State, as well as three other representatives who are also medical doctors. Democratic Representatives Ami Barra of California and Kim Schreier of Washington State and Marionette Miller-Meeks, a Republican representative from Iowa. The Affordable Care Act requires health plans to offer electronic reimbursements for providers. However, they can also charge a fee between 2 and 5 percent to process the payments. According to a survey of roughly 150 medical groups conducted by the Medical Group Management Association, around two-thirds of those surveyed use electronic reimbursement for more than 75 percent of their practice's annual revenue. A majority of practices reported that these fees are around one $100,000 or less per year, but in some cases, for very large practices, they're as high as a million dollars per year. The new bill has support from various medical and hospital lobbying groups around the country. The American Hospital Association applauded it, saying its passage will enable healthcare providers to dedicate more time and resources to provide care to patients, as well as invest more in staff and equipment. Coming up this Monday on GIST Healthcare Daily, we hear the second part of my conversation with Transparent CEO Glenn Tolman. We'll be talking more about his company's recent acquisition of AI-powered primary care startup 98.6's virtual care platform and care business, and how it fits into Transparent's overall mission. Be sure to join us. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at JustHealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.